Okay, we are back. Welcome to the crowded playground. My name <laughs> is Herb. In a few moments, we'll be introducing a very special guest. But before I do, I just have to say, Art, I really, really enjoyed your wedding. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And I bear a message from my wife for you. That's weird to say. Uh, she says she wanted to let you know how much it meant to her that you came. Oh, that's so sweet. I, uh, it, You know, I obviously uh, kind of hemmed and hawed, and I'm not typically a wedding guy, but I genuinely, genuinely had a uh, fantastic time. That's so great. She also said hello to our special guest, by the way. Uh, well, let's not spoil anything. I didn't. Sp- I specifically didn't spoil anything. You, you know, I I had never been to a traditional uh, Jewish wedding before. So you still haven't been to a totally traditional yeah, Jewish wedding, but it's I was going to say this was a little bit more like, uh, yeah, it had it elements. Elements. It had it. elements exactly. But uh, there was certainly a novelty aspect to it that was fun, but uh, mm. there was also things like the meaning of the breaking the glass was something mm-hmm. that I had never really uh, understood. Mm-hmm. And I thought that that was really, uh, really interesting. And I was so glad to uh, to be able to um, witness that and understand that. Yeah, I thought I thought uh, our officiant, did a, who was a family member as well, did a really good job of explaining those things, which we had, we had asked for because we just felt like a lot of folks who were going to be there were going to be in your situation, and it, it just seemed like a nice thing to do Ooh, for the, everyone. The Gentiles. And, uh, oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, which, uh, but, yeah. Which person at the wedding was your brother? <laughs> um, the long, black-haired person. Was he part of your party? Yeah. Uh, no. In the wedding party? Yeah, he wasn't in the wedding party? Yeah. No, I wish you would have said something. I, I would have introduced y'all. I wanted to say something, but I was I was talking about it uh, with uh, Brian, and I was like, I don't know. Like, I genuinely am not sure if there's some like weird family stuff going on, and I don't want to bring it up on the day of his wedding. He's not here <laughs> for some horrible reason. <laughs> that's that's actually very thoughtful. Of I was like, that's exactly the kind of thing that Arik would have told me, and I would have just forgot about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's so true. <laughs> anyway, speaking of brothers... <laughs> that was a nice segue. That was like a really nice segue. Our very special guest is not only my very best friend in the world, he's also my twin brother. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Martin. Hey, hi everybody. Hi, Herb. Thank you, Arik. Thank you both so much for having me. It's, uh, it's this whole new, time I just thought free. it was one person moving very fast. Martin, we're gonna need a higher energy from you right out of the gate. <laughs> no, nah, man, that's Martin. Martin, Martin, do your thing. Be well, Martin. Don't, don't swing your head around while you talk like a tyrannosaurus. But don't swing your head around because we need the audio quality. That's usually when I'm doing my best work. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we were talking about using Martin as sort of a guest host uh, if Arik wasn't available. But Arik, you very uh, through uh, much generosity from your family have been made available for a, a number of weeks now that we thought you might not be. Which we're yeah. grateful for. Absolutely, we still someday may have Martin stand in for either of us. Yes, uh, which you know could definitely happen, and I think it'll be great. It'll but, be a lot of fun. Uh, Martin is a great today, guy. 
He is. Today we're going to do the three-man pod. We needed to have you on, Martin, because... A tripod? <laughs> a menage a pod. Yikes. We needed to have you on, clearly, because our beloved Celtics have done the unthinkable and made it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I... what a crazy... Let's not get ahead of ourselves. There's yeah. so much ground to cover this week, and we need to totally true. we need to talk about the teams that are no longer a part of this series. Um, but before we go into that, Martin, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your life as a basketball fan? Um, well, uh, it's not not unlike your own, Herb. Um, <laughs> I grew up in uh, Massachusetts, and uh, Larry Bird obviously was everywhere when we were kids and um you know kind of fell away from sports through my my angsty years as a as a preteen and teen but listening of, to that nirvana oh paint your fingernails black i never did the nail painting no you didn't do i that. did listen to a i never did the nail painting either but i did do the sports angst the loss of sports interest and the angst is it weird to me that you never painted your fingernails that seems like a big arc move <laughs> huh. well don't know how to help you there so yeah, you got back into it a little later in life. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, obviously, the last ten years have been a bit of a roller coaster for us as as basketball fans in Boston. But um, it's it's a pretty exciting time right now. It sure that is. is for sure. Uh, are you still there, Arik? Yeah, of course. Okay, okay. Sorry, I heard a little uh, audio cut out. We uh, we really uh, put together our audio rig this week with spit and glue, ladies and gentlemen. So yeah, everybody, bear with us. We're uh, we're doing our best here. Fortunately, the, this. the majority of our listening uh, listenership is uh, is on the, the show. Podcast, so. <laughs> He's on <Yeah>. the show. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we? Uh, I assume we might have to go a little short this week, or, or at least we'll attempt to. Why don't we get down to business? Martin, is there anything else you want to tell us about yourself? Uh, no, that's that's pretty much it. Sagittarius, he likes long watches, walks on the beach, What's pina coladas. I'm a cancer, and I actually detest long walks on the beach. <laughs> What's your, Hard to walk on sand. What's your favorite Marvel movie? Um, you know, I, I definitely suffer from recency bias when it comes to the Marvel movies, um, but I... To me, I always think Guardians, the Guardians of the Galaxies are great, especially the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh-huh. more recently, I, I really loved Ragnarok. I, I thought Thor was... The most recent Thor was just an incredibly fun. It was a blast. And I'm still processing Infinity War, so I'll have to update my list later. Well, I believe I'm on record with Black Panther. Well, you're not on record yet. Oh, you are with Black Panther, but you're not on record with Infinity War because you haven't posted that dang episode yet. <laughs> That's true. Uh, <laughs> but I also haven't seen it again yet. Martin, what's your favorite kind of food to eat? Uh, feel free to answer these questions quickly. Uh, Mexican. What is your favorite song? Oh, man. That's not... I can't answer that. Who's your favorite basketball player for a non-Celtic team? Current? Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoy watching Victor Oladipo play. Fair enough. Good answer. Interesting. Yeah. Especially Very interesting. considering he's no longer a threat to us this year. But, I'm uh, going to have to have a think about you. <laughs> that okay. was a hot take. If you gave me a few minutes, uh, I could probably...
probably come up with something else. So if I get quiet for a minute or two and then just blurt out a name, I think we actually should turn your gain up a that's, little bit. That's the question I'm answering. Sorry, let's, let's up the Talking game. Again, no pain, no gain. <laughs> um, I think it's better. <laughs> All right, uh, Martin might be really, really quiet for the first part of this podcast because I had him really crank his gain down, and then I just remembered that. The Skype feed that we're using to record ARC isn't using his mic, so I don't know. It's all a mess. Um, this is going to sound like probably not great. This is going to sound like poo. Anyway, his name yeah. is Martin. He's a good guy, and he's here because he likes the Celtics, and stuff is exciting right now in Celtics land. But let's do a few farewells. Uh, let's, okay. Let's start in the West where uh, the results were very much what we expected. Um, the Utah Jazz. Uh, fell yeah. to the Rockets in a mere five games. Uh, almost all of the series just went five games, except for uh, Cleveland-Toronto, which we'll get to. Um, thoughts, guys, on the Jazz, what their future looks like? Do you think if Rubio had been healthy, it might have been a little bit more competitive? No, I... not really. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think Rubio has been really good. I mean, he was a huge part of the uh that series against the Jazz when he was healthy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I just might have had I mean they were gonna lose no matter what. This this Western Conference Finals was like, you know, presaged or whatever, but Is Rubio the, their third best player? I think so. I mean who else Derek Favors? I mean who else yeah. would, I mean not it's not, they're not the Celtics. It's not like when their best players disappear they just stay as good somehow. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be an insufferable podcast. <laughs> but they got some like real, like real streaky guys, you know. I mean, um, Jay Crowder, former Celtic, yeah. beloved member of the Boston sports community. Um, yeah. He gets he gets hot and he'll win a game here and there. But I don't know if, if they have like a reliable. I think Rubio you know, Rubio gets some really great guard defense, um, which they definitely could have used in that series. And uh, he's actually been pretty offensively good uh, recently. And I, Surprisingly, I, yeah. yeah. I, I was, I was really, also su- really been a difference maker. I was also quite surprised that Clint Capella was such a so effective against Rudy Gobert. Yeah, that was uh well. I mean, he's a great player, I guess. I guess. I mean, Rudy Gobert is like a pretty acknowledged, you know, possibly the best defensive player alive kind of deal. Would you guys agree that? Uh, the Jazz basically should just run it back. Like, would if you're the GM of the Utah Jazz, you say, okay, this was pretty good, but to get to the next level, we have to do this. I think you're getting a, a completely different Donovan Mitchell next year. I mean, so I would absolutely just roll it back. I think he's going to take a, you know, he's not going to be a rookie anymore. Um, I also think you'll get healthy guys back. I, I don't know. I I. I mean, you can always try to add a, a small piece or something, but I wouldn't do any kind of major revamp. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think this is a team uh, that's so young, you got to think that the, the peak is coming. You know, this is a great early experience. Like, even Ru- Gobert is, is pretty young. Um, even Rubio is pretty young. I know, which is weird. Rubio's like 27 a, or something. Didn't he start in the ABA and he came in the NBA as part of the merger? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. He's been around forever, but yeah, he's a pretty young yeah. guy. No, I think I think the future future looks bright for Utah, and uh, I, I think you know they can only be proud of how far they made it. And there's no shame in, in losing to this Rockets team. 
No, that was, I mean, that was pretty, like I said, foreordained. Only one team should feel any shame in this uh, playoffs. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean. I wonder, I wonder what team you're referring to. There's actually two. I can think of two. We'll, we'll, save, uh, we'll save the most shameful performance for last when we're doing our post The Blazers were pretty shameful, but yeah, we'll save the most shameful one for yeah. last. Uh, the Bla- yeah, the Blazers, I mean, getting swept. Getting swept um, by the Pelicans was a little shameful. Getting swept by a lower yeah. seed is pretty shameful. But it's one thing if you're a three seed. No, no, and that, there were only a couple games separating yeah. the two teams. But uh, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, uh, Pelicans, Warriors. I mean, what can you say about this? That last game was really competitive. Like, I mean, in the moments. end, it, in the end, it was it was the, like they just the Warriors couldn't stay away from them. Like, it it, it was. I, I felt like the Pelicans were getting more comfortable, but I mean, it is a fool's errand to try to. Out warriors, the warriors, which what they, is what they were trying to do. Yeah, but they they really, I mean, man, they, that that I, that I watched every minute of game five, and it was, I mean, it was, I, I was at game one, remember? But oh right, game yeah, five yeah, was true. like, game five was much more um, competitive. I, uh, I was really impressed. I found it a little frustrating to watch, honestly. I because you know New Orleans was putting forth so much effort, you could see it in like. I mean, Anthony Davis was just unstoppable, and, and you know, you had Holiday and Rondo, and they were doing, you know, everybody was just doing great stuff. And you could see how hard they were working to do it. And, and the Warriors looked like they were just just kind of breaking into their postseason sweat. And it just didn't, I don't know, there was something about it that just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know if you guys got that sense at all watching it, but it, I, it felt. You know, despite some of those brilliant moments by the Pelicans, it still felt pretty lopsided. No, I, I am. Uh, I'm very much in agreement with you. I, I, I really, uh, I really had a hard time watching much of the series because uh, you know you look at how dominant the Pelicans team was in the round before against a team that did look pretty good, and then it was just you know it was completely hopeless. You know, Rondo trying to be a pest and trying to get in everyone's head just didn't work because. There's, there's no threat. That only works if you think there's a chance that this guy can take advantage of you. And they just knew that they were, you know, the Warriors, I don't think ever, even though they got blew out in one game, I don't think they ever felt like there was even a remote chance the Pelicans could win. No, I agree with that. It was interesting. I watched it with the fam who are all Warriors fans because, you know, they live yeah. in Germany where... And Germans are idiots. Just, and they just... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, they were, they were, they were like... They, they didn't know much about the Pelicans, and and even then, minute a minute into the game, they're just like, "Who is that about Anthony Davis?" Yeah, I mean, he was just beasting. But uh, and and I was like, really, really, I was honestly impressed by a, a lot of guys in the Pelicans. But like I said, you're just not gonna, you, you're you're playing the same style as someone who's way better at it than you. Where it's do like, you? Th- it, it's just not gonna happen. Where do you think Anthony Davis's head is at? Because uh, in that first round, everyone was like, "Oh." Okay, like maybe he can be with just a little bit around him, just a little bit of talent, which he hasn't really had. Maybe that is enough, you know, because they really upset the Blazers. No one expected yeah. that. And then, you know, and then they they get up there against the Warriors, and all of a sudden it's like, wow, there's just the best player on the floor could very well be Anthony Davis, and it just doesn't matter. There's too much of a talent well, disparity. I mean, I wonder what's going to happen next season, like, with if they bring back DeMarcus, which I expect they will. Would you? Uh, I, I would, I would because they're in that situation that 
a lot of teams find themselves in where they they don't actually have any way to replace him if he leaves. Like they can pay him or they can have nobody. Yeah. So I and just I feel mean, like down the road, that contract, signing him to four years in the show. Yeah, it's so tough because you don't want to lose Davis. And yeah. if I'm Davis and I'm coming out of the series, I'm thinking, well, what am I really going to do here? You know? Um, See, I don't agree. I think he's I think he's feeling good about the season. Because I, I think about it this way: if you're thinking, well, we like the like the Celtics, we lost one of our best players, and uh-huh. and then still overachieved. First of all, don't if you ever, think don't ever compare any other team to the Celtics, but please go on. I will do whatever I want. No, it's a very but, uh, relevant point. I apologize. So if if you're thinking, oh, Cousins Cousins is going to come back next year, he's going to be. If you think he's going to be, you know, fine, or even close. I mean, there's not a great history with Achilles, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I mean the, the money. Says he's probably not going to be fine. I wonder if they can take out an insurance on it. Anyway, um, Mario, what do you think? But I, I mean, even if yeah, my understanding is that an Achilles is one of the worst injuries to try to come back from, and, and guys are almost never the same after, and that's really tragic because I think Demarcus Cousins is such a fun character. And you got to do me a favor, but just stay on that mic. I'm watching your levels. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I loved Marcus Cousins, and and it really breaks my heart to think that he's gonna come back at you know even if it's eighty percent, ninety percent of what he was. Just knowing that that potential was lost, I think is is sad. And um, that being said, he could still be one of the better big guys out there. I I don't know if I'm New Orleans. I I agree. I think Anthony Davis could seize potential there, and and there are some pretty clear holes and if you know maybe you don't replace cousins but maybe you do shore up some of the other parts and you know drew holiday i think he should stick around i think they should hang on to him but i mean let's be honest he's not exactly a uh you know top five point guard in the league and he's he's played incredibly he looked, he looked well at, of late. Like it at times yeah and but he did at times i think you know i don't think that's a large enough sample to say that he is a uh you know a, a championship level point guard yeah, just based on one postseason. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting. I, I think you know, Arky make a really good point with the whole Demarcus thing. Is like if 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 you don't sign him, it's not like it gives him any flexibility to do anything else. So it's no, like this team or this team plus uh, suspect Demarcus Cousins. Um, yeah, it's a really uh, it's an interesting spot. I don't know if I'm if I'm Anthony Davis, and I look at the recent history of the league. Um, I don't know. I I mean, you know, they they that supermax exists for this very situation, and I do hope that they can hold on to him. But if I'm him, I'm not feeling like super great about being on that team, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, he really seems to have a lot of pride, so we'll see. Yeah. Well, pride. You uh, know, Kevin Durant had a lot of pride. That didn't, that didn't stop him from taking the coward's way out. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. By the way, if we're going to talk about things that are only semi-related, yeah, uh, I'm looking at a picture right now of Kevin Garnett standing next to Mo Bamba. Uh-huh. And Mo Bamba looks like he's about four to five inches taller than Kevin Garnett. Really? Yeah. That's pretty surprising because Kevin, Kevin Garnett is a solid seven foot one. Yeah. And, I mean, it's crazy how much taller this other guy looks. Now, you know, Pictures can be misleading, but wow. Huh. 
Anyway, like I said, a little off topic. Uh, I apologize. Ark does this a lot. Uh, We both do it. I don't do it. I do it more than Martin does. I do it more than Herb does. So you there, I do it Just get us mixed up again. Just like everyone in their lives. Okay. That's um, never happened here. (laughs) Any final thoughts on this uh, really boring, uh, uninteresting series? We finally have the matchup we always knew we would. But let's not get to that yet, because we still got a few postmortems to do. Oh, all right. I meant thought on, on the Pelicans Warriors series, not the consequences uh, uh, in this playoffs. The Warriors are starting to look like the Warriors for real. Martin's Martin is beginning to understand the hardest part of doing a podcast is just like sitting still for an hour. Oh, it's awful. I know it really is very difficult. Just stay on that I'm, mic. I'm a fidgety guy, too, yeah. as you both know. It's tricky, man. It's it's tough for sure. It's tough. Um, it's cool. I'll go run a couple laps when we're done. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there's uh, about as much of a chance of the Pelicans winning the championship this year. <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. Uh, <laughs> so mean. Moving on. Uh, Sixers, Celtics. Uh, oh, man. What a treat. Yeah. What a game that was. Yeah. The, oh, the game five was a instant, instant classic. Uh, it really was. Very hard so fought. Um, it's so funny. Uh, the entire way it seemed like most of the mainstream uh, basketball punditry didn't think the Celtics had a chance. You know, even That's after they went up three up, people were saying, "Oh well." You know, Philadelphia was favored in every game, um, and they did. Even, s- yeah, even the last one. Even the last one, yeah. They did. Uh, they were gaining momentum. Um, it seemed like, you know, the, the, there weren't really any blowouts, um, but there was definitely, uh, a sense that Philadelphia was kind of starting to figure it out. They were playing with more confidence. They kind of had figured out that they needed TJ McConnell out there a little bit more and he was, you know, wreaking havoc. The Celtics hadn't really found an answer for him. Uh, basically what the Celtics did is they sort of just, just gave Ben Simmons as much space as he wanted until it was within about like you know twenty feet of the basket. Um, put Al Horford on Simmons, but said don't step out on him at all, so you can also protect the paint. And it was a really uh, pretty brilliant defensive scheme by Brad Stevens. It makes me a little concerned about the next uh, the next matchup because I don't know that there's such a glaring hole uh, that you can exploit in the offense. But it was a uh, really really well executed. Uh, to my eye, what was so what was the most shocking thing was that it looked like the Sixers were just struggling to score. Yeah, like the Celtics were scoring pretty effortless, 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 effortlessly, and the Sixers were adult really, man right there. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very tired adult man, but yeah, the um, never have you know your entire family in town for two weeks, but. Uh, effortless. Uh, see, I can't say even again. The the Sixers were really struggling to score. I mean, I, I was really. Uh, I mean, it sure took a lot of effort for them to score. Yeah, Dario Saric and uh, Ersan Ilyasova. Yeah, I mean, they were really trying to find scoring from kind of like unexpected places. Simmons I mean, was even, not getting. You know, uh, Aaron Baines hit more three pointers in that series than JJ Redick. Yeah, Redick yeah. had a crazy bad time. Yeah, uh, I mean, and he was I mean, good in Game Four. Uh, the one game that Philly won, everyone was good in. But 
Sharich uh, was pretty good. Uh, you know, there were some high. Embiid was a beast for sure, but like Simmons really hit the wall. Like, yeah. and I, I mean, I don't think it's a Ricky Wall thing. I think it's a Brad Stevens, Al Horford Wall thing. But like, it was pretty crazy. Like he was getting because even by in, in Game Five, he was getting to the rim and he still wasn't able to score. It, it was like pretty, he was, yeah. he was, it was missing bunnies. Do you think that do you think this sort of creates uh, like a, a blue, blueprint, like a defensive scheme that other teams are going to try to emulate in the coming years? Yeah, but I don't seasons? think it'll work. I think he's going to work this entire summer on some jump shot stuff. I think he'll get better. I think he'll learn to react to certain things. I, I don't think it's a long-term strategy, but I, I think he exploited the hell out of the weakness. I saw an article not 20 minutes before we started recording where he said that he was going to do some minor things with his shot over the summer. And I'm sure you guys both saw the the Kobe thing where he said he needed to kind of like completely break it down and rebuild it. Yeah, it worked, worked so well for his teammate. Well, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, think, uh, <laughs> I think it's too early for them to panic. You know, like this is uh, the first year and in, in what will hopefully be a, a long, a long one. And, uh, you know, they, they hit a wall in this series. They went up against a, a really brilliant defensive scheme. Um, but they'll, they'll have time to kind of think about it. And, and sure, if, if, if Ben Simmons develops like a really good jump shot over the course of the off season, bang, you know, that's not a problem anymore, but you know, it's, that's that's kind of a tall order, you know. Like Aaron Baines hitting corner threes is different than a guy like Ben Simmons all of a sudden being a threat from twenty feet out. He um, doesn't need to be a threat. He just needs to keep it a little bit on it. They were sagging. The, 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 what he needs to do is establish just enough to get them to come to come up on him because then he can blow by them. And I mean, I think that that's what was happening is that they maybe. were being really disciplined about not running out on him. Yeah. And 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 that was and either either. That'll happen, or he'll figure out something else to do in that situation. Maybe. But earlier in the season, he was just blowing by everybody. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the only guy in the league that gets less respect from three than Marcus Smart. Like he, <laughs> and I, and to me, like if if I'm Philly or a Philly fan, like it's not it's not that he can't shoot. It's it's that he's really kind of defiant and not even really wanting to learn how. Like he seems, you know. Every, all the greats, they they acknowledge their flaws and they work to to build things into their game that weren't there before. And you know, Ben, to me, Ben Simmons seems like he he thinks his game is fine and that he just needs more experience. And and if he's not even really to, willing to put that much work into it, I I don't know. I think that could be like long term. That's going to get old. Well, let's let's remember that he he is a rookie and his his ego's probably pretty bruised right now um so i don't know personally i don't put too much stock into him saying that kind of stuff i feel like there's i'm sure there's a plan uh for him to uh develop the things that he needs to develop and and also uh i think that the team has hopefully learned a little bit with the the faults debacle and that that you know, he saw firsthand what happens when you try to to rebuild something from the ground up. You know, he's 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 building off a great foundation. You know, this guy. It's funny. Um, we're gonna get to the next series in a second, but it's this reminds me so much of like Dwayne Casey. Like all 
regular season, it's like this guy is indisputably the rookie of the year. And now people are starting to say like, wow, can he have a career in the NBA the way that he plays? It's like, <laughs> it's amazing how one series can really change the narrative on a guy. I, I think, Yeah, it's, it's stupid. He'll be fine. Yeah, well, I think it's easy. I think it's easy to overreact in a situation like this. But I also think, he, yeah, he will be fine. I, I think... Uh, I think the Sixers are very much in a similar situation to what, what the Jazz were in, where it's like, well, that was a really a really great effort, and, and you've got something to build on. And again, I think the Sixers, I think you're going to be playing them in the playoffs for many years to come. Yeah, I agree. And it's not like they got killed. I know that the Ben Simmons plus-minus numbers are not great, but it, again, it's not like they got killed. You know, those no, were, they didn't look. They games. didn't look like they didn't believe that belong there. Yeah, I think uh, Joel Embiid hopefully won't have a broken face next time. No, I don't. I mean, when when they play the Celtics, I'll take whatever I can get. But <laughs> yeah, ob- objectively, as a a fan for competitiveness in the sport at large, yes, I hope that everyone is healthy on that team, and I, I think the ceiling for that team going forward is pretty high. Yeah, I hope everyone on both teams is 100% healthy <laughs> next year when they face off. Probably in Eastern Indeed. Conference. We can all hope for good health. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. Agreed. I'm surprised yeah. Embiid Should the Celtics get trade harder. Kyrie Irving right now? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is... But I actually saw that stupid hot <laughs> That is one of the most hilarious uh, fake storylines in, in the mainstream NBA. Oh my the Kyrie God, for Kyrie, Kawhi straight up. Yeah. Or yeah. just just sell on Kyrie when it's high. You've got Terry Rozier now. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. my gosh. Although it was pointed out to me today by a good friend that um, <laughs> you know um, Drew Bledsoe, uh, dumbest 12, meme ever. replaced. <laughs> Or sorry, Tom Brady number twelve replaced Drew Bledsoe yeah, Drew, number eleven. Drew Bledsoe was the Terry th- Rozier number twelve replacing Kyrie Irving number eleven. So, I, you know, obviously, for I'm, those I am not a superstitious guy, but I it made me wish that I was a superstitious. Well, guy when, when the I when the that. Celtics win the finals and, <laughs> this uh, year, <laughs> yeah, and Kyrie gets his only ring as a bench Against... player, but he has to come in in one game. <laughs> Kurt Warner. No, you still get a ring even if you don't play. No, I know, but uh, Drew Bledsoe played in the AFC Championship game. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. This is a lot of inside baseball. For those listening who might not know what we're talking about, and probably most of you do, um, uh, Drew Bledsoe was a star quarterback for the Patriots who was injured in the uh, 2001 season, and Tom Brady took over, and uh, he was kind of an unknown, probably thought uh, more... People probably thought less of him at the time than people thought of Rozier when uh, uh, Kyrie got hurt, and you know the rest, as they say, is history. Uh, and it just happens. But yeah, Brady did get, Brady did get injured in the AFC Championship game, and and Bledsoe came in and won it. Yeah. Sure, so sure. Kyrie would have to come back in the Eastern Conference Finals. No, he he win. Bledsoe made like a brief appearance. Win Game right. Seven, and then then the finals uh, would have to be all uh, Rozier. Well, I don't think I, I think the parallels are pretty thin to begin with, but it is it is fun. It's, it's but I, love I look forward to watching them unfold. Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. There's been a lot of fun so, videos. But we believe in the Sixers and yeah. uh, excellent season. Everyone kind of saw a path 
to the conference finals for them, or even the finals, but two teams decided to step their game up, and uh, yeah. one of those... Yeah. One of those teams was your beloved Boston yes. Celtics. Yes, uh, uh, yeah. So just to just to put a nice bow on it, yes, the Sixers going forward are going to be fine. I think uh, twenty five, twenty four teams in the NBA would absolutely trade their rosters straight up if you offered. Oh, like, totally. Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and then all this other promise. Yeah, no problem, no problem. Um, yeah, and by the way, they're getting much like. Uh, much like teams are getting people, I mean, the, the Celtics are getting two players, you know, in, in Hayward and Irving, no matter what happens. They're, presumably, Markel Fultz will be something next year. Yeah, we've, I mean, and we've seen flashes you know, of that. That's not a crazy yeah. thing to say. So they're going to get another top guy, another core member, hopefully, uh, uh, coming coming next year. And someday I want to I want to see a 30 for 30 on what the hell happened with him. But, yeah. Oh, what a weird... What a weird season yeah. for him, that poor guy. It's very Sixers. It's very Sixers. It's funny that the, the last storyline for him as an active player in his rookie season, sorry, was uh, Martin's laughing at me because uh, I, I, my allergies are going crazy, so I just stuffed a tissue up my nose so I'd stop <laughs> sniffling. Well, I don't know if, if, if you can hear it, Arik, and I, but I'm sure the listeners can. I'm a little there, was, there was a drastic... For me, no, anyway, no, no, no. drastic shifted pitch I, of his I, voice. I can also hear it, and it's delightful. Jeez, thanks, Martin. Thanks. For, uh, maybe I should do this. <laughs> thanks, Martin. <laughs> anyway, I didn't mean to bring attention to it. One, uh, one team, uh, two teams in the Eastern Conference really kind of stepped up. Both favorite teams in the Eastern Conference lost very surprisingly, very quickly. But I think we can all agree the Sixers. They fought hard, and it wasn't really a humiliation. Uh, they could have easily that series could have gone a lot of different ways. Easily, it could have been a five-game yeah. series in Philly's favor, just yeah. as easily as, yeah. as it was for Boston. No one. The you know, other one, on the other hand, yes. So, on the other hand, uh, the Raptors, who were also favored, got swept. Got and, smoked. Uh, it wasn't even close. Well, there was they an overtime game. They lost the game by 35 points, though. They lost the last game by 35. They completely gave up. Yeah. It, it was... Man. I, I think the last time I can remember someone giving up that hard in the playoff series is LeBron. And, LeBron in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what the heck, man? Like, wow. So... Yeah, it was embarrassing. I think of all these teams... Um, you know, Jazz, run it back. You're still developing. You got a future. Sixers, you could be owning the league in a couple of years. Nothing yeah. to really worry about uh, yeah. as a result of this series. Pelicans, there's some questions, but you have Anthony Davis, you know. Again, I think 20 teams in the NBA would just trade their roster st- straight up. Eh, yeah, maybe not agreed. 20, but yeah. At least just, just, to start, just to be able to build around Davis, they'd be like, oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. But uh, the Raptors, the Raptors what the heck are they going to do? I think they have the the hardest questions to answer this offseason. I can't think of another team that isn't already sort of like trying to rebuild that is going to have to take the same approach. I mean, they have – where do you even begin? Yeah, I They cannot roll it back. Jury. They I mean, cannot what? They cannot just roll it back. No. No. 
No, but then what do you do? I think you have to break up Lowry and DeRozan at this point. Like, it's just it's just not working, and and obviously that's that might not be the the answer. You know, you can't just like get rid of one of them and hope whoever else you get um, picks up the slack. But I don't know that that has been a a heralded duo for years, and they have nothing to show for it. There's been all these maybe a new coach. Yeah, which is crazy. If he ends up winning Coach of the Year and getting fired in the same year, that would be pretty much unheard of. It would be incredible. Yeah, it's happened, I think, but pretty much unheard of. Is it? Is it really his fault though? Like, do you do you look at this and think, oh well, Dwayne Casey lost that series because he got out coached? No, no, but someone with these Raptors, when this happens, when they play LeBron in the playoffs, just needs to to somehow get everyone to to pull out of their mindset you know what i mean like i just feel like they they lost that game between the ears before they even got on the court yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and that's a little bit on everyone but it's much easier to switch coaches than it is to switch players we we spent uh the last few podcasts talking about this and how it was total nonsense that the Raptors were going to kind of clench up because there's because LeBron is in their head and all yeah. this stuff, and we were totally wrong. Like it absolutely played out that way. Shocking. It's crazy. It's crazy. I I really I don't understand it. I I just I don't understand it. But they they clearly have he owns them clearly. Yeah. Um, yeah. They should trade. They should trade DeRozan to the Cavaliers. Do you, do you feel like? Yeah, <laughs> the only well, way to beat LeBron. You're not getting Kawhi Leonard, Raptors fans. That ain't happening because there's no way he resigns in Toronto. Um, I mean, who are they getting? They're not getting anybody. They're getting. They're getting. They're getting like uh, uh, what's his name in Charlotte. They have a really good GM, and there's some move out there that is not Campbell obvious Walk. to us that they'll make. And hopefully be a little bit better. Charlotte I will say Toronto. this: Masai Ujiri uh, is Toronto. a really good. Masai Ujiri is a really good GM. Uh, yeah, he is very good, and you know he did a great job this year too. It's not his fault. He's been drafting oh, yeah. great. The player development is great. The coach he was is the great. GM who won the who won the Carmelo trade in Denver too? Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah um, he, he's just a great GM. He's a very good GM. I feel like. You know how they always say, like, oh, did did this team win this series or did this team lose this series? Like, you know, you look at the the Sixers-Celtics uh, uh, series. It's like, well, the Celtics won it, you know? It's not like the Sixers lost. You know what I mean? I do. And and in, um, in a lot of these things, I think you can kind of say, well, this team really won it. Or, well, this team really just kind of blew it, you know? Uh, in, in this instance, it's like... Both things are true. Like, the Cavaliers really stepped up and won that series, but, man, the Raptors really crapped their pants and really lost that series. Yeah. Agreed. Really, it was almost, I mean, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Especially considering all the hype coming in, you know, they finally won a series, like, what was it, I think, what was their stat, like, where it was, they'd never Stop won Stop turning your head when you think of things. 
They never. <laughs> they lost nine straight game ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nine straight game ones, and so then they won game one in the first round, and all of a sudden it was okay. Cool. The demons have been exercised. The Toronto's yeah. going to the finals, and they look good enough and deep enough to take on one of those Western juggernauts and probably lose in six. But it'll be it'll be one of the better finals that we've seen, and it'll be. Yeah, I mean, they they just crapped crapped their pants. I uh, it was a cool, total quit job, especially in the game four. And that's the thing; it's not just it, it would be one thing if you know they just played their hearts out and and LeBron and the Cavs were too much, but they just the way that that ended, you just that's a that's a killer right there. Yeah, you really I mean, you just can't. You really got to feel for uh, Toronto fans. Like, you know, we obviously all have like... A... Especially Drake. <laughs> we all have a I handful. Love you, Drake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan, personally. Um, Whatever, man. You, you will be nice to hit to my favorite Jew. Is he Jewish? He's very Jewish. Oh, great. Um, I don't have to like every Jewish person, Eric. That doesn't make me anti-Semitic. Just me. Just me. <laughs> uh... uh... Oh, yes. Uh, we all root for different teams in different sports, and nothing is more brutal than thinking you have a chance or thinking you have a real chance, like being confident and then just, you know, crapping the bed. Like, even the two Patriots Super Bowls against the Giants, it's not like we got killed. Those are pretty close games. Like, this is like, this team has never won it. They felt like they had a real shot, and they just got, like, completely completely blown out you know well, i think i think what's what's awful is when the narrative is all built up that you that you can't succeed in the playoffs in uh-huh. any sport i think and then and then you don't and then not only did you not win but now the whole next regular season is garbage it's pointless like you know what i mean nobody's nobody cares about the raptors will not get judged again until next year's playoffs no one no one right? will believe in this team again that's what I'm saying. Especially so the, everything, yeah. everything is. They have to play 82 games for nothing. They could win 75 games, and people would be like, <clears> "Yeah, and yeah, people would just be like, oh, you're gonna be like the Mavericks that one year.'" <laughs> Ugh, what a crazy, crazy, crazy thing. Um, but that's why I feel like you can't just swap coaches. I, I think that that a coach can re- recover from this quicker than a, than a team can. Like I, to me, the only way Toronto can really move on from this is to make some major personnel changes on the court. Like someone pointed out on one of the podcasts that we listened to, and I can't remember which one that if you were to, I think it might've been the low post. If you traded like basically all the starters uh-huh. or even just DeMar and Kyle, or Lowry and DeRozan, like you, they have almost they have just as good a young team as almost any young possible up and coming team in the league minus like the Sixers or whatever. Like they have actually like, like the Raptors light would still probably be a playoff team. Um, and be kind of like the kind of up and coming team where you're like, Oh, who of this is going to be the core. They don't have the superstar in training. Uh-huh. They don't have that. Like they don't have the number one guy, but they've got they a lot a ben of ben Simmons or a Donovan Mitchell. They don't, but they've got Jason a lot of number two or three through fives right and yeah. so it's it's interesting uh that's a really really dangerous line of thinking 
because it's like great. well because you end up in the middle yeah you now you're good enough to be the four seed cool yeah but you'll never win anything i, I don't know that you know realistically none of us have any idea what the path forward for any of these teams is i mean you know it's yeah what's the point of even doing this podcast let's just stop right now <laughs> click it ended <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think that uh if i was going to trade one of Lowry or DeRozan I think I would trade DeRozan you're really bummed that you chose the fit yoga ball or any Martin <laughs> yeah, I'm so uncomfortable right now um, you should see poor Martin right now I'm sorry buddy <laughs> my hamstrings are just throbbing he's like Jalen Brown agree, DeRozan DeRozan is the one to trade uh, well I just think you get the most for him right like if yeah. you're an, uh, Lowry makes more if you're the GM of another team yeah Lowry's like 32 and makes a lot of money and I know his contract is a little shorter so maybe I don't know maybe some team thinks like well we have a window of a couple years it's just no team thinks that you know no team thinks oh we can sneak in in the next two years and win a championship you know no if you're not one of the built-ins right now yeah so I just don't think I don't see anyone really biting on Kyle Lowry and then yeah DeRozan I guess is the guy that I would trade but then you know who I mean, he's a, he is a great player. Don't get me wrong. But I don't know what you get back for him. Yeah, I don't either. 28 years old. Swing man. I don't know. People are saying, like, it might be, like, one of those, like, desperate teams like Sacramento or, you know, New York. Or even if L.A. strikes out on free agents, maybe they try to get him. But, like, you know, what are they going to give up? I don't know. It's a, it's it's really fascinating. I think of yeah. I think because of this series, I think all of a sudden the Toronto off season has become outside of the what will LeBron do storyline. It's it's kind of the most fascinating team story, you know. We'll we'll get there in a couple of weeks for sure, but it's going to be a phenomenal off season. Yeah, we'll we'll hopefully get there. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I don't know. That's kind of a weird way of phrasing it. What you said? I'm well, saying we will. Oh, you said for sure. We'll, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm saying we'll be talking about the off season in a couple. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, ignore me. Hey, the last Sonic left in the league, I think, just re- well, no, Kevin Durant was a Sonic, but the last member of the Sonic still on the blunder retired. Oh yeah, Nick Collison. Yeah, oh, Nick Collison retired. Good for you, Nick Collison. I can't. He played for like 14 years, right? 15, all with the same team. That's amazing. Good for him, man. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's impressive. That guy was never an all-star. I'm trying to think of what like his like signature moment of his career was, but, uh, uh, yeah. he's been to some nice Sonic, bring back our Sonics protest. That was cool. But... He's like one of those actors that you're like, you see him in one movie and you're like, Oh, that guy looks familiar. And you look him up and he's like in like 15 movies that you've seen and you can't remember him in any of them. Totally. Yeah. He's been really, he still lives in Seattle. He's been really cool about the Seattle stuff. So Yes. All right. We know that you like Seattle. Jeez. I do. Um. Well, goodbye, Nick Collison. We're not doing stories right now. We're just talking playoffs. So no Sonics talk. <laughs> no Nick Collison talk. Let's move on to the conference finals matchups. The timing on this is actually great because neither series has started. And we can do like a little bit of a preview. A little short preview. A little short preview by three not-so-short men. That's true. Yeah. You're what, 6'1"? 
Me? Yeah. No. How tall are you? I'm six feet tall. Oh, sorry. I was a whole inch off. <laughs> you, you acted like I said you were like six, seven. <laughs> Me? No, I'm sir. I'm seven foot one. I'm the new, I'm KG's twin brother. Boy. Um, I'm loopy. It's, it's been a really long two weeks. I'm loopy too. <laughs> yeah, it's fun this way. Martin, on the other hand, solid like a rock. Right. Solid on his lucid, yoga, yoga lucid as ever. Um, lucid as ever. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Perhaps <laughs> me too, buddy. Perhaps we should move on to the conference final matchups. Let's start Let's in the it. West with two teams that neither any none of us are really huge fans of. Um, the Warriors versus the Rockets. What do you think, Martin? What do you think? I think that. I don't know, for going into the playoffs and for various moments throughout the season, I thought Houston really had a chance to to dethrone Golden State, and that opinion wavers pretty frequently. and And right now, I've kind of fallen back on the position that I think that they will give Golden State one of their greater challenges of recent history. But again, you know, Golden State does seem to be waking up right now I just I don't know if if Houston I mean unless everybody comes out and plays just the, the series of their lives I, I don't see that um, I, I just don't see Houston get by Golden State but I do think whoever wins that series wins the finals yeah like 4 nothing probably <laughs> unless it's the Celtics then it'll probably go 7 but <laughs> um, yeah that's pretty well said um I know this is a team that's been built to take on the Warriors, um, but I just don't know how, when the Warriors are firing on all cylinders, how you defend them, you know? I don't know. It's just like, last time I checked, like Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Kevin Durant, each one of those guys individually is like really hard to stop. And you're gonna have three of them, and I know, like, I know Houston's got a lot of great defenders, and I know they're no slouches offensively. But it's, I don't know, it's really hard for me to see. I hope I'm wrong. I really, really hope I'm wrong. But it's hard for me to see them making this that competitive. What do you think, Art? Well, I have this weird gut feeling that I don't know whether I should trust or not. That that everyone's gonna look really silly in like a, a week or so when the, when the Rockets are. Like kicking butt, but I hope I don't know right. why. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I think that. Maybe I'm just being contrary. I mean, the the Warriors look great, and honestly, in the closeout game, James Harden did not look great. Uh, I mean, he had a pretty mediocre game by his standards, and both him and Chris Paul do have a propensity to uh, waver in big moments sometimes. Um, so I don't know, but I I think that. I think it's going to be a really, really interesting series. I think that Clint Capella, again, could play a really big role. I don't know who on the Warriors is stopping him. Uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be a really fascinating series. I'm actually kind of excited. I, it's funny. I don't really enjoy either of these teams, and I really don't like watching the Rockets, but I'm like just fascinated by the matchup. Just such different 
they're like like weird mirrored versions of each other because uh-huh. you know even Stephen even Steve Kerr will tell you that a lot of what he does came from Mike D'Antoni, uh-huh. but then but then this year's Rockets are like so interesting because of Chris Paul and like the mid range game that he brings. So it's it's just been it's just a really interesting series to me, and I don't know. I can kind of see it going either way, which is you know waffling, I guess. But shall we? And I have this weird. Shall we make our project, predictions? I mean, let's make our predictions. How many series it. this year have people series this year have people have been completely wrong about? Like a lot of them, all you of know? them, basically so, all of them, yeah, including us. So you know, who really knows? Like, but it's fun to predict. It is. Um, yeah, I'm still going to go Martin, Warriors in five. Sorry, Martin. Oh. Go. Um. I, th- I think it'll probably be the Warriors, but I think it'll go at least six. I'm going to pick Rockets and six. Wow. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Go big or go home. Cool. In this case, I'm going to go big and then go home. <laughs> nothing, believe me, nothing would make me happier. That'd be great. <laughs> it would be fascinating. And um, then the Rockets would just sweep whoever in the finals. Well. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's if that's seven seven games and uh, a couple of overtimes wearing each other out could be truly truly the rallying cry of a desperate man. <laughs> uh, finally, the Cavs versus the Celtics. I one hundred percent believe that the Celtics can and maybe even should win this series I think they've got home court which has been very kind to them this postseason and obviously that could change at any moment but I haven't lost at home yet yeah um, it's I, I I don't know it's just the deeper into this postseason we get the, the stronger my my belief in them gets and maybe I've just so bought in and I read too many Boston sports articles, but I mean, what hasn't this team overcome? And and Cleveland lupus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure in, somewhere in the family tree of one of these Celtics players, there is a lupine. <laughs> um, but I mean, Cleveland, yeah, they had a great series against t- Toronto, but you know, I think given everything we've you know, the history between those, you know, Toronto and LeBron, or it's just, who really knows what, how good that team really is. I think, I think, you know, like you said, that series was lost between the years before they even stepped on the court. So any other team that probably wouldn't have been a sweep, you know, even, I don't even, I don't even think Washington would have been swept by Cleveland and they lost to Toronto in six. So, and then I think, if it ends up being a game of adjustments, I think Brad Stevens is going to beat Ty Lue on that 10 times out of 10. And then at some point, LeBron is going to have to get tired playing 40 plus minutes a game, right? <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Maybe not this year though. <laughs> yeah. I don't think this year. I, I, I don't know, man. With the way that Kevin Levin and, 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 and um, Kyle Corver are playing right now, like the, the way that, uh, the way LeBron, LeBron just, I mean, uh, listen, man, I think nothing would make win, me, nothing would make me happier. Can. I really nothing think Nothing would make can. me happier than for you all to, to win. And a Rockets-Celtics final would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. I, I think it's going the other way. I want it to be a Celtics-Warriors final so I can go to a game. 
Um, Hell yeah. I would, I'll would. i take a mortgage out on my beanbag shirt. <laughs> um, uh, I think, yeah, it's, 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 in, there's a lot of really interesting things about this matchup. Uh, because, first of all, I think this year's Celtics team is better than last year's Celtics team. As with the current roster, with the players they have healthy, I think this Crazy. is a better team than they were last year. Do you not agree with that? Uh, no, I mean, I guess I you have to agree with that, but it's it is crazy to think about, it, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, I think, I think they've really gotten better over the course of the season, which is a hallmark of the Brad Stevens era. He's yeah, he develops. He's always developing. He's always he's making people play better, and he's also finding ways to coach them better. And I I think what he's done this year I, I i think for a lot of people it's like oh he's a good coach and like good coaching i think is a little bit harder to just sort of see there's no like stat line for good coaching so it's like oh he was a good coach last year and he was a good coach the year before and he's a good coach this year i i personally think like he's really gone up a level i think he's been really really uh fantastic and um the biggest advantage you could say the Celtics have is is Stevens. But, you know, LeBron is LeBron James. And it is really scary that all of a sudden Kevin Love and Kyle Korver, who looked gassed, you know, I mean, people were, people were saying that Kevin Love was washed up in the first round. And all of a sudden, he's like old Kevin Love again, you know? That's really scary. Uh, uh, as a Celtics fan, you, you look at that and you think, you think, well, what are we supposed to do? The, the the other thing I think the Celtics have going for them is they're just they're just not scared of anyone right now, and that does mean something in sports. You know, the Raptors didn't lose by thirty whatever points in the in the fourth game against Cleveland because they suddenly became massively less skilled. They just were completely rattled and had, you know, could not could not gain composure and just could not play gracefully. You know, that that will never happen to the Celtics team. Right, and I think, you know, and that's why I, I don't put a whole lot of stock into Cleveland's performance in that past series because of the reasons we already discussed. And I, I do think it's probably, you know, this this version of the, the Cavs in the postseason this year is somewhere between the team we saw against the Pacers and the team we saw against Toronto. You know, um, and, you know, I think the Celtics with, if over seven games with home court advantage, making those adjustments, I, I, I don't know. I think they could be the better team at, at seven games. All right. Predictions? Celtics in seven. Uh, Cavaliers in six. You're dead to us. <laughs> um okay the fan in me agrees with martin but if you told me that you'd seized my life savings and not the beanbag chair <laughs> and they're all on the line and all i had to do is like straight up bet the winner i'd probably go calves but I don't know. I think 
the Cavs have eliminated this. Is this is this the fourth year in a row that we're facing them in the playoffs or the third year? I'm trying to remember now. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's just LeBron every year. I, I don't know. I mean, when the Heat, Cleveland, uh, yeah, I guess that would be three or four years. But yeah. It's it's been it's been year after year after year, and I think I think this is the uh, I think this is the closest we are. This is the best chance that we've had. Uh, but Agre- I still, agreed. I still think you know it's a thing. You know you, you can't you you got to bet on LeBron until he loses. And you don't think yeah, Kyrie yeah. repels down from the rafters to the Garden <laughs> in Game Seven halftime? I mask. think until LeBron, I think until LeBron loses, I was gonna tape the mask to his knee. It's LeBron, untucked. Yeah, wearing his knee <laughs> sneakers. Yeah, I, I think, I think you're right. I think it's gonna be fun though. I think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's crazy, like I, you know, no one, no Celtics fan, in the world, thought that we were gonna make the Eastern Conference Finals this year. It's it's crazy that we did, and that in and of itself, I think, is an incredible accomplishment. And I, I think, you know, it's funny. Like, people say, oh, no, nothing, no achievement matters to Celtics fans besides championships. That's, like, that's not really true, at least not for fans like Martin and myself, you know? I will always remember this season. Even if, if even if we get swept in the next round, I will never forget the, the you know, the, the poise of Jason Tatum, this 20-year-old guy leading his team and scoring, um... For two series, I think he I think he led in the Milwaukee series, but he definitely led in the last series. Um, he just like became like the third rookie to score twenty in like six straight playoff games. Seven, kind of seven straight games now. Yeah, he's tied mm. for second, I think now. Um, it's just unbelievable, you know. And you know, uh, uh, I, I think a, a player of lesser character than Al Horford probably would have given up and said, you know, dang, like I thought. I came to Boston to play with these high-caliber players. You know, I was in Atlanta. I had all-star teammates. Now I've got these rookies and this junk. But he hasn't lost his composure at all. He's just balling out and playing so great. Um, the he, Terry he Rozier thing. Too. Yeah. This has really been a special, special playoffs. And to, be, to have gotten this far is really remarkable. And I've just enjoyed it so much. And... You know, this, a lot of people are throwing this phrase around. I've thrown it around myself, but I'll say it again. We're just playing with house money right now, and it's great. I mean, are you crying, Art? I'm, I'm sorry. Crying. I didn't mean to be that moving. I'm crying. We, we went into this postseason, and we were thinking, all right, we're we're probably going to lose to the Bucks in five or six games. We're just, we just, there's nothing left, you know. And then all of a sudden. You know, you win a couple games and you lose a couple games, and that was a very roller coastery series. But we came out on top, and then I don't know how many people I had this conversation where I was like, "Yeah, we're we're gonna get rolled by the Sixers. It's probably gonna be a four or five game series." And then, you know, always next year. And then look at that, Mike when you talk. Please. That game one just completely changed my mind, and I know you should never allow one game to alter your outlook of a of a series but now here we are well, was, on the other when side they, of when it. they beat them without Jalen Brown it was like oh okay yeah now yeah. we're on the other side of it five games later hey guys yeah guys I need I need to step out you all should finish this up together well no let's let's let's, let's just end it because we're just like okay. unfortunately I got unfortunately I gotta go all right well we love you buddy 
You had a great wedding. It was a pleasure. It's a pleasure to be with both of you on the on this podcast, and I will talk to you both soon. You Bye, as well. Talk All to right, you soon, take Art. it easy. Yeah. Wait. Well, Martin, I can't tell you how much uh, I appreciate you joining us. It's been a treat, man. I really appreciate it. I think uh, I hope we can do it again because I feel like uh, the next time will be better. We'll uh, uh, probably have us do this on separate computers. Yeah, and I'm gonna get a real chair next time too. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, there there are probably gonna be a lot of audio issues. I'll do my best to kind of clean it up. Um, but uh, uh, that was a lot of fun, and I really hope this playoffs is as fun as we expect. Heck yes. All right. Anything else you want to say? No, no. Just, uh, just thanks again, and uh, to all you listeners out there, we'll, uh, I'll be back real soon. Oh, that's so well said. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Bye.